You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what, you make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. Okay. All right, this is Kill You Last. I'm Peter Garacci. I'm Alex Peshera. And we have uh, Jordan Taylor. Welcome, Jordan. Oh, well, thank you guys for having me. Happy to be yeah, here. Yeah, this is exciting. Jordan, I was thinking about it. I think you might be the last person I met before the lockdown. Oh, I am so like, honored. Yeah, no, it's it's a weird it's a weird because I was like because I, I I met you at an open mic, but you're not a comedian, right? Yeah. Right? So my 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 little cousin was performing at the open mic. He's a comedian, uh, up and coming, and yeah, no, I'm just hilarious at home for fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was because it was um, Alex. It was like right around the corner from where I live, like up in East Harlem. Oh, okay. And yeah. I went I went to this mic. It was like I was like, oh shit, it's like it's a block from my apartment. I might as well go check this out mm-hmm. and it, but it was like one of those last days where people were like yeah should we should we be nervous should we be yeah. going out mm-hmm. and so it was like people had just started to talk about like oh i wonder what's gonna happen i wonder i know i wonder what's, what this is gonna look like and we all, spoke all the jokes were about it all of them yeah, yeah it was a lot of <laughs> like it was yeah it was a lot of telling jokes about like is this is this stupid that we're doing I, I think i literally said a joke that like better to risk death than be alone with your thoughts as a comedian so like that's why we're doing open mics in the in the face of a freaking pandemic and people are uh-huh. still doing open mics now because that's how yeah. no that's way how, yeah over well, zoom. not not in, not in person not in person they're but. doing mm. zoom open mics yeah it's a big it's a big uh thing right now so that's yeah, so we, cool yeah so we spoke for a minute and um you're like you've got like a really great like social media presence, like on, I don't know if you do other stuff besides Instagram, but I've seen like you do like videos and stuff on Instagram. So I was like, oh, yeah. this, she like, really knows like, what she's doing. I'm not at all. Um, I kind of just, it's like a, it's like a variety show. No one on my Instagram is used to like one consistent thing. I just kind of throw things at them and everyone's pretty receptive. <laughs> but that's what, that was what like I was impressed with. Cause I, you did a video about like a showing that you were doing, I guess, right. You were selling yeah. a house. And yeah, she did so that's, like, that's what I do. Yeah, so I'm I just built a house for my family and um a beach house at the shore. We're literally where where Jim Tan Laundry was was born at the Jersey Shore. <laughs> and so now I'm like starting to work with brokers and like we're talking about renting it out and like it's interesting because with like real estate people, like you get just like you know, just like comedians, you get like all kinds of different type of people 100%. who are attracted to being in real estate. And so there's definitely the the the, the real estate people who are just like just trying to make the deal and if I can get my money real fast and get out of here. But you like created like there was like cinematography in your video. Like you did this like and I was like so no but like I'm I'm like I'm not I'm not teasing you. I'm like it was impressive. So I and Thank I you. you know and then I saw a little bit of some of the other stuff uh that you did and I was like, "Oh, I bet she would be great to have on the podcast if you were a movie person." So since you found a movie that you wanted to talk about I yeah, you know, it's funny. Be- well, when you initially asked, I was like, you know, I'm not, I was not alive in the 80s. Uh, so for me, <laughs> so I was like, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't consider so- myself an 80s movie buff by any means. But then I was like, wait a second, the movie is from the 80s. 
Yeah. And I know you. <laughs> and what's the movie? The movie, gentlemen. I hate that you have to ask. Oh, sorry. Is this Labyrinth. One, Labyrinth. I, I want to like. Never I heard of like, the movie before today. <laughs> I watched I mean, it for I, the first time three hours ago. Oh, you <laughs> did watch yeah. it. Yeah, 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 of course. Jordan, course. I want to like you. I want to like you as a person, and I want to think good thoughts about you. <laughs> but you're you're gonna have to sell me. You're gonna have to sell me on this movie because this movie has it has pieces that I like. I love David Bowie. Okay, great. I, I love I love the Muppets. Great, you're a Jim Henson fan. I love eighties movies. I love a little bit of fantasy, and but that's it. So now you got to now you got to sell me on Labyrinth. So then that's all. That's everything this movie is. Yeah, guys. I, just, I know. Those are I know. a lot of the elements. <laughs> Some, something it is, is like. You know what I I. This is like a, a nostalgic movie for me. So this is like one of those movies we would go up. My grandpa has this like huge property up in the mountains of California. And me and my 12 cousins would get together. And I don't know how or why it was this movie, but this was like every time we were all in the same house, Labyrinth was on. Hmm, really? Every time. I could not tell you why, but it's just stuck with me forever. So how old were you the first time you saw this movie, though? I was probably like six. Okay. All and, right. And oh, that's terrified. Perfect, yeah. And yeah. so terrified, though. I could see that. I could see it being scary. I mean, it was, there, there were some spooky moments. I'm, I was 20, upset. I'm 28. Like, I just saw it. That was a, <laughs> there's a few. Uh, I was moments. like, I was like, is this, like, is this demonic? Is there, are they trying to like. <laughs> some parts of it. There was some stuff where I was like, is, I was like, why is Jordan into like ritual of. <laughs> Ritual abuse of children, and, you know, and date rape. Yeah, and yeah. It's like and like it's it didn't age well. In hindsight, it starts. It starts with like it starts with like David Bowie's Drag Race. Like for some reason, he's like this is like the drag queen phase of David Bowie's career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his like and, stringy mullet. And Jennifer Connelly, who grow, you know, she's the star of the movie. She's a young girl in this movie, but she was you know a child actress. Goes on to be a very successful, like very well respected uh, actress. Absolutely. She, she's in this movie and she's, you know, what it, she's like 16 and she's a she's a pretty 16 year old. Yeah. Watch it. Watch it. No, I'm just I'm just watch, saying watch like, like that's a you that's a fact. It's, that's I mean, how she was casted. They were looking yeah. for a pretty 16 year old. Right. <laughs> yeah, right, I mean, right. that's like you don't you don't just fall into a movie. You don't just fall into starring a movie where you're literally one of the only two live action people in the whole movie. Right. Right. I, and, initially. I read she was initially going to be the only live action. They were going to make the Jareth a, a puppet as well. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so ex- why don't you explain a little bit about, you know, the, the plot for the people listening and then, you know, kind yeah. of things that stand out to you and why, you know, why you really love it. So, so it is a Jim Henson, George Lucas film. So there's a lot of visuals in there. Jim Henson came and really like brought it, I would say with not putting any CGI. I think there's like, a CGI owl, which is ridiculous, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a coming of age tale. I mean, it's dark and it's twisted, but it's about this girl. She's 16 years old, kind of stuck in like a fantasy world, hates responsibility, really whiny, super annoying. <laughs> if you yeah. watch it as an adult, hates her little brother and wishes for him to be taken by this goblin king. And it kind of like goes into like the stream state of her and he's gone. He's taken by Jareth, who's the goblin king, who is David Bowie. And she has to go on this like, journey through this labyrinth to find him and save him and through it all learns about friendship and about you know maybe her brother isn't the spawn of satan and kind of finds herself 
mm-hmm. and you all and 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 it's just a, a crazy Muppet music video throughout the yeah. entire thing. That's and true. At, and at yeah. a certain point, she's in the orgy scene from Eyes Wide Shut. Did you guys <laughs> notice that part? Like exactly. I got. I was like, wait, what's hap- What's happening oh, right it, now? It's so wrong, but it's so right. Also. <laughs> We like I you left one uh big detail out. So David Bowie is like the main villain, right, yeah, of this movie. And he's like this all right. So I, I'm going to ask Jordan since she's seen it more than both of us. What is your opinion of um why is David Bowie doing what he's doing in this movie? And is there an, an ulterior gross motive that I think <laughs> it, that I okay. think is, is yeah. So yes. Yes, but right? Okay. Ten, right. Ten-year-old me, ten-year-old me of was course. just like, "Oh, okay, cool. This is he's just the bad guy. He's, he's the bad guy. brother from the bad guy." Right. You don't see that he's wearing spandex pants and mm-hmm. his junk is fully exposed. His junk is out. And let's <laughs> yeah. say, it, you know, we got you know, he's got a decent not. piece. He's got a decent piece and it's he, showing. He, it's on display. <laughs> yeah. I blocked that part out. I didn't even process that until you just said it right now. I didn't even know. like I literally I think I literally was like not able to process that as an adult. You're pure of heart, Peter. That's why. Yeah. You're, no, I'm like the the older I, I was get, staring the, at his hog. The, <laughs> the older I get, the more I like just worry about kids. Like I don't have I don't have any kids, but I have, I have nephews, and um, I've always been like the oldest. You know, I was the oldest brother. I was the oldest cousin. And everything, and so I've always been like protective of kids. And the older I get, the more movies where kids are in peril freak me out. Yeah, like it's not it's not an enjoyable experience for me to fantasize about children in trauma. Like it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, this movie makes no sense as an adult. Like I think the only reason I can still watch it is because it like reverts back to childhood, and I can right. be like, yeah. oh, I'm a kid watching this again. But right. no, I watched it. I watched it. Uh, I broke it up between last night and today, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This it's, is. I mean, that's, what 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 like one of the fun things about doing this podcast has been going back and like revisiting there's something there's something pure about going back and seeing those movies from when you were a child as opposed to seeing something brand new right now right and i think and i think i my bias i i realized this today i think my bias is that i was like I was like forever a 12 year old so this like you know when i was like 6 i was watching rocky 4 right and and rambo 2 so this was like, and I even like, like I, I like Pixar movies, but I like the Pixar movies that like a 12 year old would like. Do you know right. what I mean? I, I love like Ratatouille and The Incredibles. And I actually showed my three-year-old nephew uh, Incredibles 2. Mm. And he got freaked. He's like, turn this off. This is scary. And I was like, no. oh no. I didn't even realize. <laughs> I was like, the poor kid is getting traumatized by a cartoon. I thought, oh, I, no. thought we were, I thought we were bonding. And so I guess like, this is like, I, I missed this movie because I've been hearing about this movie my whole life mm. and it's it's a lot of girls favorite movies this after uh Princess Bride I feel like comes up oh god yeah the most yeah. is like female favorite maybe like Dirty Dancing like in that same ballpark and my sister made me watch a lot of stuff so I saw Dirty Dancing a hundred fucking times well then but this so for whatever reason this wasn't in my sister's wheelhouse so then I wasn't like forced to watch it right so I don't have a I come I do movie. come from a yeah like my family there are a lot of like all my I'm, I'm it's all guys pretty much and they're all just mm-hmm. like nerds so we all did like I mean I've always been into the comic book thing and like never yeah. ending story was up there I don't know do you guys remember I think this is more 90s oh. than 80s but 
Do you remember, um, what is this movie called? It's The Kangaroos, Warriors of Virtue. Please tell me you remember this movie. No. Warriors of Virtue. No, <laughs> no, sorry. See, I'm I'll just look it up right like, now. It's a terrible movie. Oh, like, okay. These are just like, these are the ones we'd watch and get stoked about because they were so, like, they're fantastical. Yeah. So, I mean, I, lo- I love Never Ending Story. Yeah. I watched over and over again. And then Ooh, there was one. Warriors like, the- of Virtue has an 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's my That's- shit. It's <laughs> pretty low. I don't know that. Guys. No, I no, I love Bad. that. These screen these screen grabs look pretty pretty great. Bad um, movies. I'm a terrible judge of film. Are you are you a, are you a Muppets too. person too? Did you like um, the Muppets? I mean, I liked when they were ba- what was the one with their babies? Muppet um, Babies, the cartoon. Yeah. Loved that. I love I love Muppet Babies. Uh Muppet loved Babies that. was great. Yeah, but no, I was a big, I was a big Muppets guy, like Fozzie Bear, Kermit, yeah. like. But they're also like, I feel like Muppets was geared even more towards adults, even though it was kid stuff. Like the characters right. existed on like an adult level too. Parents um, wouldn't go crazy watching them. Exactly. No, no, no. But yeah, for whatever reason, and I, and it's funny because this movie did bring back a lot of memories of being scared watching movies as a kid. Right. And there was a there was a lot of there was a lot of just like movies where there was like like an incantation like somebody just says some spell mm-hmm. and, and like, it like opens up you know we did we did uh the gate which is kind of a, that kind of a movie and there was a lot of and i think it was because of the technology where they had to do like forced perspective and they didn't have cgi there was a lot of movies with monsters that were very tiny right. and it, I think yeah it's like because, gremlins like yeah, gremlins, or even yeah. movie uh there was a movie called cat cat's eyes with drew barrymore as a kid and oh, there's like a, there's like a troll that's trying to kill her, and the cat is actually the only, like the parents think that the cat is bad for the daughter, and meanwhile they don't realize that the, the cat is protecting Drew Barrymore from the <laughs> troll. But like this movie made me think. Anytime there's like a scary small person, mm-hmm. yeah. it just make it just makes me it brings back bad memories of my childhood. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's some other stuff I wanted to get to uh, or discuss because. All right, so the David Bowie weirdo angle, uh, I, I'm glad I wasn't the only one like oh, uh, no. picking up on that. All right, He's like a pedophile. Basically, right? 100%. And he, and he, well, is he, he refers is he to look- her as a child. Like he, yeah. It's not like he's like trying to kid himself, you know? No. So I mean, that word pedophile gets thrown around nowadays. Like 16-year-old. Does it? Guys, like if it's like a... If he's it's, 40, Peter. Yeah, what are you talking about? I mean... About? There's no it, rationalizing this. The masquerade, a, come on, there's no way around that. The, no, it, is, it was very eyes wide shut. I said it. There's something yeah. that, was, that was creepy about that. But it's like he's looking for like a queen and he's gro- he's grooming her, but she's not. Ugh. She's young. There's, she's that young. Word there was no is petting. Awful. There was no petting. <laughs> Don't ever say grooming. That is so gross. That's what they, dude. That's what they call it. Yeah, the, the pedophiles. <laughs> 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 Fucking weird shit. Uh, so, so, but another angle of this uh, that I thought was definitely intentional was um, basically like this whole thing is 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 like a, a psychedelic trip, uh, sure. kind of like you know, a la uh, Alice in Wonderland, like very much that kind of vibe. Uh, especially when she eats the whatever that fruit that she gets from what's oh, his her, name, the roofie, yeah, yeah from Hoggle. Well, Right, the thing that sends her into the eyes wide shut party thing. Yeah, that is is just a classic, like you know, whatever taking acid or dropping dropping acid right. or taking mushrooms scene. Like basically, 
they she eats that and she has no idea any sense of time and everything just starts to melt around her i you know i started to think okay this movie might be fun to watch you know you know dang yeah I like on mushrooms i think that would ruin everything for me it might get now scary I have to yeah it's it might get a little so scary. scary i might can i, I might i might can i ask a question why yeah. didn't she put a paper napkin over her drink so that she no should have do anything to her because she clearly doesn't have she doesn't have the nail polish that changes colors when something is not to be eaten or drank. They make that? Wait. Guys, that yeah. A real, that's a, real, that's a thing? real thing. That is how dangerous females are. Wait, <laughs> do, you, do you have polish. that? Um, I do not. But I'm pretty, <laughs> I, I'm a hawk on my okay. stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hate that that even has to be. I know. It's crazy. Thing. It's insane. It's awful. It's awful. It's, it's absolutely crazy. insane. But. I feel like this- I want, like right now, the predators are probably pissed mm. what do you that mean? everyone is just in their homes oh, and safe. Right. Yeah. Well, it, right. But it's funny though. Cause I like, I go out a lot. Like I am not staying in my apartment. So I go for bike rides. Sure. Oh, I know. I, Dang I, it. I took a walk today in Central Park and I live in East Harlem and dudes are spitting game right now, and it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Black guys. No. Girls are wearing <laughs> girls are wearing masks. Yeah. They're, everyone is just has like a like a panicked energy. Yeah. Like no one wants to get too close. No. And dudes are like, yo, yo, baby, what's up? Where you yeah. going? Oh, Where you going so fast? God. And I'm like, like, I was like, do work. You know what I mean? Like, what are you gonna do? Like people the get, game like, that's never they, ends. That's what yeah. they do. Some guys are and just I, always on. You know what I mean? Like that's always. hilarious. I, I thought about this yesterday and um so like you know, like you know how they like women say the, the whole thing is that women not smiling at strange men in New York. Because right. It's, a, it's like a green light. So I get a lot of smiles. And I like it's a weird it's a weird thing. But like if I'm on a sidewalk and I'm just like passing a girl, she smiles at me and I smile at her. And I think it, I mean, I, I hope that that means like, like she senses that I'm like a good dude and right. I'm not going to. And it used to be a thing that I, I used to fight with my ex about it because I used to work at, at a place with like. I was at big restaurants with cocktail service, all stuff. And she's like, oh, do the girls that work for you flirt with you? And I go, well, I get a lot of smiles. And so then she'd be like, oh, so you, <laughs> you, get, you, get, a lot of, said that. you get a lot of smiles today? <laughs> like, it was a lot of that. So, like, yesterday I was walking and a girl was walking towards me and she had a mask on. Um, and I, I saw, like, the, the smile in the eyes a little bit. I think you're a little <laughs> delusional, was, man. No, no, I, I would nah, never. Yeah, because at first I was like, all oh, these people are smiling at Peter. I'm not buying this. <laughs> and now he's saying that people are, he could tell when they're smiling behind masks. You're I'm like, a little uh, bit full of yourself, I I'm think. I'm like a now. golden retriever. Like, I'm just, like, kind yeah. of, like, I, I, I give that kind you of energy. G- but I feel like that's going to be, like, that might be the next, like, the new reality where you're literally going to have to, like, process... Like there was, I used to have a crush on my pharmacist and it was a very high, it was a very high counter. <laughs> so I had to decide, like I, I like had a crush on her based on her like eyes and her forehead and how Well, she- you know, Tyra Banks teaches the art of the smize, smiling with your eyes. So we're all oh, really? going to have to go take a note out of Tyra's book. Oh shit. How do you, you do see, that? Do you know you how to see- do that? It's, it's kind of like a smolder, but a friendlier smolder. It's so you friendly. You got a smile. Yeah with your some people yeah. like just don't smile with their whole faces they just like fake smile but when yeah. you smile with your whole face your eye like like you said your cheeks just kind of come up you mm-hmm. smile yeah you see it see alex shits on my ideas and then it turns out tyra banks is making millions <laughs> selling the same shit that i'm coming up with for free 
Yeah. No, but it, it's going to be funny when like literally you're going to like all our interactions, like you're just, you're basing your opinion on a mm-hmm. person just on the bridge of their nose and their eyeballs. It's going to be like when you're at the dentist and they are having conversation with you and you can't respond, but you like try with oh. your eyes and like uh. thumbs up and things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to get in my, my dentist used to want to argue about politics and stuff while he was drawing oh. my mouth. No. So he, he would just speak and then every like 15 minutes I would spit out and then say a thing and then he'd go back to drilling in the mouth. But he was just like, <laughs> he was like, I think he was more him. He was trying to get some shit out. He was like, uh-huh. a kind of, he was like a frustrated dentist. He wasn't really happy about his, his career, whatever. But, um, so you're, you're in California right now. I am. Yeah. So by chance I ended up here 60 days ago, give or take. Uh, I was here for a charity event that got canceled and then, uh, was like, screw it. I'll just, bunker down with my parents and forget how to cook or clean for the duration of this nice nice yeah what part of what what part of california so they live in riverside which i don't expect anyone to know but it's like an hour oh if you've ever heard of riverside motherfucker uh, 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 it's usually (laughs) before like techno songs (laughs) what is that is that is that from your town i have no idea but we claim it that would we be so funny. You, if you guys yeah. had your own style of techno that was like born <laughs> in Riverside, California. Yeah, there's literally nothing significant about Riverside except for the fact that Breaking Bad was supposed to be shot here or it was based on Riverside. Wait, so are you like we got east a lot of, of Los Angeles? Are you inland are, from LA? Yeah. yeah, we're on the way to like Vegas. Because I heard, I heard that. I heard that it was like based on kind of like the, the, the quiet desert part of yeah. Southern California. That's all me, baby. And that's and that's where you grew up? That's right. Well, I kind of jumped around. So um, born in like Carson, California, right near Con- Compton, and then moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico for a little bit, which is where Breaking Bad ended up. Yeah. Yep. I'm just following you got a that. theme here. Yeah. I do. I do. I've never uh, part- I've, I've never indulged in the methamphetamines, but oh, okay. it's near. You should, you should try it. Yeah, no, maybe, no. Lunch. What the fuck? Lunch what? Tomorrow? What? No, it's good. It's, I, I, it's healthy. I heard. I don't know. Yeah, healthy dose of meth. Yeah. Um, and then we moved to Riverside when I was in like third grade, and then the and then L.A. Of course, when I got older, I moved to L.A. for a little bit, and then Tokyo for three years, and then New York. Oh, wow. Yeah. Tokyo is my number one place that I have not visited that I've that I want to visit. I mean. Probably going to be an odd place for a while after all of this, but it is magical. Yeah. I had a friend that lived there that I could have stayed with in college, and I never went, and I regret it to this Damn day. Damn it. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Damn. I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. And I was I was like, like I traveled a lot. I just didn't get, I didn't get to Asia. But I would have loved to I mean, Tokyo. Tokyo, especially if you're looking at Asia as a place to visit, Tokyo is so expensive for like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had I not been working out there, it wasn't really a trip I would have been able to take in my younger years. So, mm-hmm. well, that's why, like, being able to stay for, I mean, you know, like, with traveling, it's it's the the getting from place to place and where you're going to stay are the two biggest expenses. Right. So, like, having a free place to stay, I really blew it. On yeah, that man. Trip, but what else? What are you going to do? But um, I, yeah. So, what do you? Uh, so, you haven't seen uh, pandemic New York. <laughs> I haven't, and I I don't plan on it either. Like really? my yeah. my lease is up June one. I'm, oh, good for you. That works. I know. Yeah, I, it's it's perfect. Well, it sucks because I'm here and I have all my stuff. So I I'm flying in on the 18th, packing up, sending like what's important to me to storage, and coming right back to California. No, that's really? smart. So you're, you're gonna relocate for good. 
Not for good. No, I, there's no way I can say bye to New York yet, but I just heard that they're going to be like, there's going to be another flare up and fall. That's yeah. what people are saying. But yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it works. Like I would not like I'm in a situation where I'm living in Jersey right now with my mom, but my uh-huh. apartment in New York, my lease isn't up till end of October. Oh, so it's just crap. like I'm paying for no reason right now. And it sucks. Like, but but I mean, what am I going to do? I can't really get out of the lease and no one's subletting now. Like there's no right. incentive to go to my apartment. So it's just like this no man's land. So, yeah, you lucked out with that timing there because I've been thinking about like, is there a way I could like make my lease shorter or something? Ask them. Know. A lot of landlords are Thanks. like, oh, yeah, you're you're in real estate. What yeah. should I do? What should I do? Is there do I have any out here? You do. I mean, there's a lot of wiggle room right now. So I would okay. ask, I mean, they're going to be. So, okay. So I this don't know if you so guys helpful heard of... for anyone listening yeah. to, by the way. Yeah. So thank you so much. All right. Of yeah, course. Okay. So first of all, there is a masterclass that uh, a few friends of mine have taken and it's called, um, I think it's called like hostage negotiation. Oh, whoa. And it's this, okay. it's literally, it's a hostage negotiator and he just kind of gives you skills for negotiating literally anything. So okay. he actually talks about like how to negotiate like with a landlord or whatever it is. And so I, full disclosure, I have not watched her. I've not taken the class yet, but a girlfriend of mine kind of uh, told me about it. And she's like, no, mm-hmm. you just go in and you really make it seem like your problem is going to be huge. Okay. And yeah. you, you really, you get Amp their expectation up. all the way up here. I could do that. And, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. There's a fire that happened in your apartment. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and then you kind of like, bring it down and just be very like, I know this is so much to ask of you, mm-hmm. but this is this and that. And she ended up getting her rent cut in half. What? She didn't in half. Come on. Um, for two months. I mean, um, we'll yeah, see what happens still, after that. But that's wait, because yeah. she was just like very sincere about it and everything. All right. Well, hold very on a sincere. Go ahead. This is going to sound probably bad, but is she like Sorry. super attractive or something? Like what is the catch here? Like I'm not 100%. Go- yes. Yeah, but all right. this well, is on the phone and she's never yeah. met her landlord. She's never oh. met her landlord. Oh, so oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't think yeah. okay. so, all right. So I'm in right. so I'm in a unique situation because I I rent my apartment in New York City, but I'm also like my parents are landlords. And so okay. I manage I um I manage one for family for them and then my dad just inherited another for family and I didn't, I didn't yeah, know any of this yeah I'm but learning. none none of the tenants can pay rent right now so three of the eight tenants can pay rent right now and you know everybody like it's funny because i'm i'm an ideal tenant because my whole life i was like dealing with being on the landlord side you know so what was, not to do to be an yeah, asshole so i don't want to be a scumbag either on either side like i don't want to be a shitty landlord and i don't want to be a shitty tenant so right. it's easy for like the the landlord like you know as a society we like oh you know how how many like times are landlords like villains in right. stuff but like right. these are people that are you know they most of them are not sitting on piles of cash the rent yeah pay, the rent pays the bills. So what's interesting is is that you know you pay bills quarterly. So February is when you pay bills, and then right. Mar- March is when the shit hit the fan with mm-hmm. this. Now May is the next quarter. So but now, are landlords not getting a break from any of this either? Like are- there hasn't been nothing has been really finalized. So there is forbearance on mortgages 
But all that means right. is you get 90 days, but then on the 91st day, you got to come up with three months worth of mortgage. So right. it's not really a break. It's, yeah, that's not a it's break. It's just deferring it's, it, right? It's more of a, it's, it's ridiculous when you think about it. Because if I didn't have the money for 90 days, how am I going to come up with a huge lump sum? It doesn't on, make sense. On, on the 91st day. Yeah, that, that literally makes no sense. It doesn't help. But that's, I mean, it, 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 there's going to have to be, and I, and I mean, you know, my parents are like, um, they're, they're freaking out about it. I'm like, listen, mom, it's not like you personally are in this situation and you got to go explain to the bank. Or right. Listen, you know, I had some hard times. It's like literally the entire the world. world. That's is why. Shut I, that's what I thought. So, that's why I was thinking it was hopeless. Like it's going to be, it, no, because it's going to be interesting because like we're, I almost think like, I mean, today is whatever, what is it? Uh, May 1st, because yeah. we like, we're told that and we all agree that today is May 1st. If right. once the sh- if once the shutdown ended, we all collectively go, let's just call this March 15th. That'd be great. <laughs> and we just start over. Like yeah. what would be the harm? Like we literally if we all If everyone told- collectively did it, it would be the Why? seasons would change. Say no, but yeah. say we all like, went into Sorry. a 90 90- <laughs> if we went into a 90-day coma, it's like when you watch it's like when you watch Alien, like they don't yeah. age when they're in the fucking no. in the capsules because it, the whole point is is to slow down aging when they're going like traveling for 50 years. So if we collectively were like, "All right, let's just wash our hands of the last 90 days all and right. just start over." Like what would be I mean, I obviously that's like a little bit pie in the sky, but it's going to be interesting because once once the world starts moving again, mm-hmm. People are not. It, things are not just going to be great right no. away. Do you know no. what I mean? It's, like it's going to be a mess. It's yeah. going to be like, a mess for a while. Yeah. And I, because I, you know, I was in the restaurant business for a long time. A lot of a lot of my friends are in the restaurant business. Same. That's also that's also like a, a landlord tenant scenario. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of obviously a lot of my friends are artists that you know their work their livelihood depends on it's a, it's basically the same business it's you know packing mm-hmm. people in and selling them drinks and food and selling tickets and stuff so yeah it's mm-hmm. it's going to be really and i don't I, I still i mean maybe i'm like being overly optimistic like i have a i have a barbecue schedule for may 17th like it's not my, happening i've been oh telling God. you this for two months dude. my birthday is my birthday is may 10th which is mother's day so i'm not going to do it on mother's day but that's like my best I'll, friend's birthday it's oh, the best. Nice. It's the best day to be born, really. Uh, <laughs> all the best people were born then. But uh, no, it's like I'm still like I'm like May 17. People are gonna want to get out of the house. People are gonna want to grill. Like I don't. We're getting antsy. I don't know, man. You'll have you'll have some uh, some of the 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 hoax believers there. Yeah, yeah. Should have like getting, a a little rally. At yeah. Your barbecue. <laughs> I'm getting more and more hoaxy all the time. Alex, there is, um, I don't know where you live in the city, but there's programs that they're trying to get, hospitals are paying for, you know, doctors and first responders to be put up in the city in in homes. So that could be an option for you as well. What do you mean? So, well, obviously I'm not a someone that works at a hospital or a first responder. Yeah, no, but, but to offer your space. Oh, oh, that would yeah. be awesome. All right, I'll look into that. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and I'll see what I can dig up as well for you because there are I'm- options for sure. Okay, yeah, I actually live right by a hospital, so maybe that is. Yeah, you live. In, you live in Lenox Hill. Down the street, you? basically yeah. down the mm. street from yeah Cedar Sinai. Oh, see, that could be perfect. Yeah, shit, it's completely empty. I mean, ah, all right, all you right, gotta I gotta strategic. figure it out. You gotta be strategic. Well, so yeah. for, for me, like, what do you? Thank are you, people are way. people buying and selling right now, or what are people doing? 
So we definitely had that like moment of standstill. Mm -hmm. And I would say maybe two weeks ago, there's going to be opportunists in these, in in these situations always. And I welcome them with open arms. (laughs) So I'm also an opportunist in the sense, but um, it's the rates have never been lower. Right. Yeah. You know, they're going to start picking up people. Some people are like trying to are hoping that it's going to go to a complete crash, but that's kind of, that's a gamble in itself. Like rates are super low. So we have a lot of people buying, um, we have a lot of people selling out of Manhattan because they are just like, I'm not going to do this again. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Put me yeah. in Connecticut, put me in Miami, put me in LA. Right, right, right. And yeah. And thankfully I'm, I'm part of a network with what I do where I can sell kind of nationwide and I can facilitate those moves all across the country. So it's been, business has been good. Yeah. A lot oh, of relocation sorry. as well. Like just temporary relocation has been picking up as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my situation, like we, we had a, we had a lot at the Jersey Shore. We had a house at the Jersey Shore that got uh, ruined in Hurricane Sandy. Mm. So a year, a year and a half ago, so we had an empty lot. A year and a half ago, my mom was like, oh, you need a day job? Why don't you build us this house? So I literally learned how to GC on the fly to build the house. And it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. I got my CO like March 20th. Like awesome. literally, I had my final inspection like the the week after they started shutting everything down. Yeah, yeah. And but you they, did well. You did you pass? Yeah, two minutes. The guy was in there for two minutes. It's cool That's because epic. it was a cool experience because you know the whole time like I'm doing this stuff and I'm like so nervous that I'm going to make mistakes. And meanwhile, the guys who are like experts are making mistakes left and right. Like the architect screwed up. I don't think there was a single sub or person that I worked with that didn't make a mistake where I'm like I can't believe I'm paying you money to do this job. Right. Like, and, and so the job of the GC and the homeowner is to make sure that the other people are doing their job. So I'm having right. to make decisions and I don't even know the terminology. Like people are asking <laughs> me like, the, you know, the electrician's like, where do you want the disconnects? I was like, I don't know what the disconnects are, but guess what? Now I know what disconnects are. They're, they're the, the, they power the AC compressors and you have to put them in a certain place where you're going to put the AC compressors. Um, but it was a cool experience. And I told, I had a, I had one inspector. He's like, Oh, are you a contractor down here? And he goes, Oh no. Uh, that's when I you say no. yes. No, I said, I said, <laughs> yes, I'm a comedian. I said, I'm a comedian in New York city. He goes, Oh no. no shit, I, he's like, I love, <laughs> I love comedy. <laughs> and then he goes, he, no, but he, he goes, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe how many of the builders down here don't know how to do this stuff. Like, so the builders yeah, are right. fucking up left and right. So right. the the building inspector, by the time I got to my final inspection, he had been there for like six or seven inspections. So he could see like the work that I was doing. Like he could right. see that I wasn't bullshitting and that I wasn't fucking around. So he came that day. He was in the house for like five minutes. He's like, looks great. Congratulations. And he goes, I canceled all my other inspections. But when I saw your name on the, on the sheet, I, so I got my CO like literally the last possible moment. Like they shut the construction office. Like everything is shut down. So the thing we're doing now is trying to like rent. It's you know it's it's at the beach. Like now would be right. we would get be getting send people in me there. footage, Peter. Send I, me footage. He's got some yeah. good footage actually. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. house. I will say that. I, I make mis- fun of Peter a lot, but you built <laughs> a very very beautiful. The house. mistake I made was not like turning it into like a show where I was like you know I doing know. like five minute YouTube videos of like every step of the way. I yeah. want I want so that's what my question is. I want to do this again now. So yes. the town the town we're in, it was already like in comparison to the other towns, the prices were a lot lower. And you're okay. surrounded by you're basically surrounded by it'd be like um it'd be like if you wanted to invest 
like right like on 97th street on the east side it's like yeah you know that like at 86 you're gonna pay five million but you might be able to get something for a million but you're you're literally eight blocks you know what i mean like it's only a matter of time before the money comes that way and you can see it right i remember when like i back in the day when i crossed 96 you're like oh shit like there was like a a lady in this in a wheelchair in the middle of lexington with a baby at three o'clock in the morning. I was like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> now it's all like, you know, now it's all luxury buildings going up there because that's right. that's the way real estate works. So it's kind yeah, of, a you're similar, ahead of the curve. So it's a similar scenario where it's like, there's, you know, million dollar houses all around us. And then there's five and $600,000 houses. So people are right. looking for deals there. But I just don't know now. It's like, this is a beach town. Like they're literally. Bernard, and that's Bernard, what people want. People that are going to exactly go to the what beach. People want. 100%. Yeah, the beaches are already opening up in like Florida and all those yeah. places. I mean, eventually, like it, it'll lag behind in New York, New Jersey, because of how hard New York got hit. But I think people will. I mean, because it, it doesn't really, uh, as far as I could tell, based on all of, like the news reports I've seen and whatever, uh, the spreading of this like coronavirus outside is a lot less than people like originally thought. It's really yeah. about being in enclosed spaces like the yeah. subway, which is probably why New York got hit so hard is because you mm-hmm. know it's the only city I could think of that has millions and millions of people in such a small space every single day. But yeah, um, yeah like being outside at the beach, being in the water, it's I, I don't think it's necessarily the most dangerous thing. No, so I think it's, I, I think I think it's your, a, people will I, want to get away from their cities and, you know, sort of spend weekends or weeks on the beach. Th- like the cure for everything is not being around a bunch of other people in a tight space. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you have asthma, if you have any anything you have, like mm-hmm. the, the natural cure for everything is get out into the like get fresh air sun. and yeah. get into the into the sun. So like New York mm-hmm. City is literally the worst, and, and we, we, were, we were fighting yesterday. I, I, we weren't fighting. I was getting mad yesterday. We recorded an episode. The fact that they just decided me to and start, you fighting. No, Never. I was. I, no, I was getting. I was getting <laughs> upset. I wasn't. We weren't fighting, but I was getting worked up about them you not were, yeah. cleaning the subway until yes. Now it's like, what? Are, what were you yeah. guys thinking this whole time? Like, what? Did, yeah. Would you think to do it your extra time? Like, what the fuck? Like, I, like unreal. I guess I'm, if you got if you got the little troll from Labyrinth and made him governor of New York State <laughs> yes. and said what do, what do you want to do first to fight a, a pandemic he would probably come up with clean the subways pretty quickly. I mean, like we all pass through it. We're all yeah. in this like teeny tiny space, coughing and sneezing and singing and pole dancing underground yes. in these with subways no, with no air. Pole yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you not had a pole dancer in one of your? No, I yet? have. It's just yeah, I wish. Oh wait, you mean the uh, Showtime kids? Showtime, yeah. yeah. I love. Yeah, yeah. I love. Those them. guys are so I love, talented. I love all. It's crazy. I I have a soft spot for for all like performers. Like I get if I see mariachis come on the train, I'm like yes, like finally, like I want. <laughs> everyone else is like motherfucker. I'm, I'm the like, same. I love it. Yeah, the subway performers. I love like the guys on the platforms, like in Union Square. Oh, like, yeah. I love that. Sh- to me, that's. I went down, I rode my bike two days ago and I went to Washington Square Park and there was two guys, the guy had a full drum kit in yes. Washington Square Park. And I was like, this is what makes New York, New York. I love this. Amazing. You yeah. know, even in the middle of, people are like clapping through their fucking face masks. I could see them smiling. <laughs> I could see their eyes. Smizing. I could see their, could yeah. see their eyes. Smizing. <laughs> I could see their eyes, Tyra Banks. But um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it's, it's funny because, you know, comedy, stand-up comedy is on hold 
Oh, yeah. Stand-up's done, guys. So, you gotta, so real estate. I was talking it, to a bunch of comedians uh, yesterday, actually. On uh, They were doing this, like, Zoom open mic thing. I wasn't going to – whatever. Uh, and they were just like, oh, I can't wait. You know, a couple months, we'll be back in the clubs. I was like, dude, I don't think it's happening for this whole yeah. year. And even if it does, I mean, you're not – the guys doing Zoom open mics are not going to be the guys that they bring back first. So it's just like <laughs> – Get a podcast started. I don't know. So become a YouTuber. Do something, man, because well, a lot so, of my friends are out of work. It's nuts. So I do like a uh, every Thursday night, I do a live music thing on my Instagram. I just invite like three up and coming artists or very established artists to come and like perform. I was wondering, like, is there an avenue to relay comedy in that format? Is that well, without people an are audience? trying it? People are Pe- trying it. People are doing like, um, comedy clubs on instagram and stuff where it's like is it working i think it is for mm, some people it's not to me it's not really stand-up and that's fine because stand-up right. you can't do stand-up uh not live you can't have stand-up comedy where it's like timing setup punchline laughter like that right. can't be done digitally because it's just you're not there and it's just not funny but you could do a podcast digitally. I mean, those are hugely successful. So right. I just think comedians who are funny should just, you know, translate that talent into like some sort of like, yeah, you could like live stream a conversation or a talk show. Or right. maybe you could right. figure out how to, you know, start your own sort of thing where you're like, you know, you you do a podcast by yourself. But like maybe you have like internet um, you could do a screen share and show like the articles you're talking about and then right. do some fucking video editing and make it look nice. And I mean, those, those people, uh, the YouTubers, they're ahead of all the comics because they've been doing that for years. And yeah. I don't they think haven't any, had to rely on anyone else. Right. And I don't think yeah. any comedians understood how much editing work it took to be a YouTuber. <laughs> all yeah. these stupid comedians, you know, just talking into a microphone, that, that being the only thing they need. And they don't even need to bring their own microphone. It's like right. the easiest fucking job in the world if you're funny. Uh, now they're all fucked because they have no like technical skills. So. I I agree and like I I I'm a big believer in like respect uh, respecting the medium. So like stand up is a particular medium that yes I I believe it has to be like in a room yeah. with people with a stage. Right. I mean it, even it's not even about respect though. Not to cut you off, it's just it it doesn't work without it's you the being there in the, the room. Medium. And there's a reason why even on talk shows on TV they have a studio audience. Right. Yeah, so even exactly. though they're even though it's going on television, they're still playing in in the room, and right. I, I so I think that like so respect the medium. So if the medium now is this, I think people having conversations and people being able to be five thousand miles apart, yeah, and having a conversation is true to this medium much more mm-hmm. than me standing against the wall in my living room, mm-hmm. and, right, and pretending that what I'm doing is another thing do you know what i mean like, got it that makes it, sense it, it me, comes to across me, this works so i did i did a live thing on instagram yesterday and the guy had debbie gibson on which was speaking yeah, was of crazy. like 80s it was fucking it was awesome like he's been like <laughs> he's been like you know sending her messages and she finally was like hey i have time i can no do no way so she came on and it was so fucking cool she is like really um and I, she was one of those i had to listen to her when i was a kid because my sister was playing that tape over and over again but like she was very like grounded and like a, the, like for someone who was like a star at eighteen who's now still a performer, still an artist. She's got like a really like like cool perspective on what it takes to be an artist. 
And okay. she like, you know, she's saying like, she's like, I don't know stand up comedy, but like I have friends that are comedians and it's the same thing where like, you know, when I started out, I was singing in basements with the pipes exposed and all that stuff. So it was so cool to hear from somebody who had been like a mega star who's still working, still doing stuff, still making stuff. And then I, you know, then afterwards he interviewed me and another comedian. And like, to, to me, that was like, I would much rather do that than like, if I just started like telling you jokes right now, like. <laughs> it would be so right. It would because it's like um, it's really because stand up comedy is stupid. It is. Well, I no, just, and I don't, don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I love stand up comedy. It's like my favorite thing. I love but it too. It's, it's very stupid. It doesn't work recorded and played back like like that. There's a reason why stand up specials, even stand up specials, are never as good as they as it is when you see comedy live. Um, even though that's a perfectly polished hour that the person has worked on and they're very talented, um, if those per if those people were weren't in the room with them at, at the time of the recording, it just wouldn't work. It's just there's this guy Drew Michael and he's a very funny stand-up comedian. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he had an HBO stand-up special, um, and he did this experiment where he did it without an audience. I'm sure Peter okay. knows of this. I haven't watched it, but I know, I know it's, what it is. He's a really great comedian. And the jokes are very solid, but it's awful because there's okay. no there's no response. There's just gaps, and it's just set up punchline, perfectly polished jokes, and there's like kind of a backing track, but it's mm. it's just taken very seriously, and it doesn't. It's not stupid enough. My point is, is that stand up is like you see other people laughing, you laugh. Because right. some guy just said the N word or something he wasn't supposed to say, and, it's, and it's I'm that serious. Feeling of tension. I mean, it's that feeling it is. Of like that feeling of like, yeah. is he going to flop right now? Right, is right. What I, and that's why and, I like going to like some of these more amateur like open yeah. mics because you get more oh, of that yeah. feeling of oh shit, oh sure you do. Oh Alex. shit, we're, the ship is sinking. Yeah. Dude, Alex, yeah. we're we're in a oh, yeah. we're in a we're in a coffee shop behind a dive bar in East Harlem, and she's watching <laughs> yeah. the open mic. And I was, yeah. like, why, I was like, why are you, I was like, do you live in the neighborhood? She goes, no, I live across town. I was like, you crossed, uh, I don't cross, <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't cross the park for a business yeah. opportunity. <laughs> I gotta she, be honest, I hadn't, I haven't been to an open mic in a year, <laughs> I think. I, 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 I genuinely love like watching comedy. I think it's yeah, fascinating yeah, right. and it's so right. brave of you guys getting up there. So it's like, for me, I'm like, this is great because you're either going to succeed mm. or you're going to fail. And either way, I am so entertained. But yeah, the people yeah, in the room are part of the experience. It's that's part of the experience. Yes. And that's why yes. it has to be. It's such a human thing though. It's like, whether you're going to church or going to a PTA meeting, like going to a Broadway play, like I, I really find it hard to believe that we're just going to stop congregating in groups and doing stuff like i don't i, think, I don't buy i it. think they it, it, we will come back to it but it's just it it's going to be a long well a long time in in relative terms meaning that especially in new york city these comedy clubs don't have you know more than two or three months like rent saved yeah, up like every other they can't every other right business, yeah. right right but right. It, but like comedy clubs especially like we know these owners Come on, yeah, like the, the yeah. People, they are not good at managing money. I mean, these <laughs> yeah, people, I mean, I I know personally a bunch of them, and and some yeah. of them are are great people. But I mean, the idea that they could stay open for six, twelve months of you know limited capacity or no capacity, I don't see right. how that yeah. happens. I know it, with restaurants, so, basically, yeah. unless the restaurant is packed, unless you're doing right. two and a half turns a night, 
and selling you're, drinks. You're and, barely, yeah. you're barely making it. It's the overhead is astronomical. Like, oh yeah, the, I the, a, like restaurant business is a terrible business for that for that reason. Yeah, 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 but it's like a romantic thing in New York City. It's like. Yeah. We're, it's, we're, oh, I'm gonna miss it so yeah. much. I know. It's, just quickly though, like the the mm-hmm. doing stand up in this kind of a setting, I just had this funny like Jordan. Have you ever been like talking to a guy like out like you just met a guy and you're speaking and then he yeah. just starts he just starts dancing on you without telling you <laughs> and you're like this yeah. is. You know Probably I mean? like, yes, actually, but <laughs> it's like a, it's like no. I thought we were doing this one Concerning. thing, and now you're you're just gonna transition into this other awkward. Like that's how I would feel. Just all of a sudden, just starting to do jokes. Right. On this, it's like it's un- it's uncomfortable. It wouldn't feel <laughs> it wouldn't feel right. But th- like, but mm. doing like I I feel like this medium is gonna is gonna evolve. Doing oh, yeah. stuff absolutely. Remote, we, through video and everything is gonna. Well, it's even good. just seeing, like, watching these podcasts on YouTube has been fascinating also. Like, I have a couple comedian friends that are doing it so well. And it's, mm-hmm. like, it's um, it's what I would choose to to do with my time, to watch or to listen to with my time now is, like, it's it's comedy. It's comedy and, like, a and I belly laugh on some of these. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some really funny fucking podcasts mm-hmm. out there. I mean, not, it's oh, yeah. definitely this different one, than stand-up. But, no, this <laughs> one's not funny. Yeah, this we one's... Don't, uh, it's because you guys have... Yeah. <laughs> we don't try you haven't to be gotten funny. me yet. <laughs> we don't try to be funny. We're not trying. Well, you know, sometimes it's informative. Yeah, it, yeah, it's more of a it's more of a informative podcast uh, conversation. I, yeah, um, but I, um, I, you know, I will just to bring it back to the movie, just to put a bow on this. I do, <laughs> I do. Uh, I know how crazy this movie is, and how um, just like how ins- absurd it is, and I, I probably would have never watched it without the, doing this podcast. But I, I have to say, I did enjoy watching this movie just for the sheer absurdity and some of the yeah. shots that were just insane. Uh, the music wasn't bad. Uh, it was <laughs> it was enjoyable. I don't know, Peter. I didn't really get a sense of what you thought of the movie. I, like, I'm not saying I was like, you know, that, that it's my favorite movie of all time or anything. You guys was, will never watch it again. But now you can say that you have. I was really trying. And then I'll tell you what. I got really happy when the shaggy dog appeared. Ambrosius? Yeah, I love, <laughs> I love a shaggy dog. And I love, I feel like anytime a shaggy dog shows up in a movie, like everything's going to be okay. <laughs> and, but then it was but then it was the eyes wide shut scene, and I was like, "Wait yes. a minute!" Like, so now you wrote yes. me in. Now I'm in, right? Now you got me. You're pulling on my heartstrings, mm-hmm. and, and now that's, you got me. That was the plan all along. And now you got me worried about Jennifer Connelly all over again, and I'm like, "Son of yeah, a bitch!" Yeah, but that's but that's how these pedophiles work. They bring you in with the dogs. <laughs> yeah, they do. They <laughs> always have puppies dogs. Puppies in a van. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> we're like pedophiles cho- love cho- dogs. That's chocolates. What we're <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. baseball cards. So the, so we got right. you, Peter. Yeah. Done. No, Mission no, accomplished. No, no, no. Yes. I Peter. I'm on I'm on team I'm on team Corey Feldman. I'm just like looking out. I'm like wondering what's what does that happened. mean? Oh, like, I haven't watched that yet. I have not. Oh, is that oh the that documentary thing he did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't, but I I wonder. I, it makes it worries me a lot. Yeah. Well, if you watch if you got to the end of the movie, it ends up being a feminist film. She realizes she True. doesn't need them. She, she don't need no fights man. with her own power. She don't need no Mm-mm. man. Mm-mm. No. Not not and no hybrid female man. That's right. So, yeah. Very fluid. Very fluid in this well, movie. Well, David, David you know, Bowie in real some life. Progressive was... trans bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah. What what is she what does that character grow up to be? 
Wait, Ooh, uh, which one? Uh, David Bowie? Gen- no, fucking- Jennifer, no, no Jer- yeah, Jennifer Connelly's character. Sarah, like- well, she should never have a child based on how much nope. she hated her brother. Yeah. It's an odd, um, uh, odd uh, impulse to have, to hate. It's, especially oh at that age. It's one thing if you're like, if you're like four and you hate yeah. the, you hate the new baby. Yeah. But if you're sick, like usually the 16 year old is like taking care Stoked. of the baby. Right. That's a weird dynamic oh, no. so she shouldn't she's have been, children that's true she, sh- she should not but she's definitely gonna be an actress clearly mm. and yeah. um yeah and her name is jennifer connelly she just changed her name it's actually a true story oh okay. um, that's her. <laughs> that, wow i didn't know that she grows, yeah, guys. She, she grows up to get an oscar and then mm-hmm. kind of weirdly disappears for a while and then pops yeah where has she been man there's something that happens to actresses. Like they, <laughs> what, you, no, it, what? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> no, they like. It sounds even, like you're about to do something to them. No, <laughs> even the even the great ones. Like they, there's like long stretches. Like yeah, you know, like, there's so many women. Like I go back and I look at like older movies, and I'm like, oh, this woman won an Oscar, and then yeah. she didn't wasn't in anything for a long mm. time. And so, like, it's and a, that we, probably is though. Like, a, they like they go and have families, and they're mothers, yeah. and they're pregnant, and they're you know. It's also so I think that's a big part of it as well. Also, probably. too, it's like I mean, it's a business of relationships, and if you get too big for your britches, like it backfires a lot of True. times. So a lot of these people, like, they win an Oscar or something, and then they start asking for more money, and then they don't. They right. only want to do like serious stuff because. It has to be, you know, Oscar worth, you know, it's like, that's why, like, that's what my thing with, with Leonardo DiCaprio, it's like, like, you don't have to like try to win an Oscar on every single movie, like have a little fun every once in a while. And then he, <laughs> and then he started to do it. He started to do it with Quentin Tarantino and that, you know, I thought he was great in the God, two Tarantino God, I loved movies. that movie so much. Oh so my good. God. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked I just re- about it. It's so I just great. rewatched it yesterday. I've seen it like seven it's times so already. so good. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I'm veering off of not 80s movies, but did you guys that's see fine. The Gentleman? No, not yet. I really want to no. see it. Oh, it's Guy great. Ritchie! It's fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, we it's gotta do um, it, Peter. Yeah, I know. I want to. I want to see it. I've heard. I've heard good things about it. I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. But um, very you know, good. Once upon a time in Hollywood, I, I fucking it's like right up my alley. Like cowboys, mm-hmm. Hollywood, like old stuff. Oh yeah, you know, fights. Well, that story's so intriguing, and to just see yeah. it like kind of flipped in that way was brilliant. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's really it really is. It's really such a great story. Like, I mean, I know mm-hmm. that it's tragic in real life. Yeah. Like the whole. But tri- really, in this one, you get to, they get to win. Yeah. You get yeah. to win. You know. Yeah. yeah you and know it's what? hilarious. It like yeah. it, like it's a really funny, really violent like ending. Yeah. That get, <laughs> re- that's satisfying somehow. I yeah. just oh, yeah. wanted to watch the ending yesterday, so I just put on the ending, and Brilliant. um, it's it, this is and I was watching it in the theater, and I this is this is like I'm a huge Tarantino guy. I fucking love Tarantino. And, um, but like, I, you know, I, I like, I don't think he's perfect. Like I have plenty of like criticisms of his stuff, but I'm watching this movie in the theater and I'm going, oh no, like I'm going to have to watch the murder of Sharon T. And I literally like me personally sitting in in the theater, go, I, I thought to myself, I don't think I can handle that. Like, I don't think I could sit here and watch this murder played out on screen. And I even thought about like, I'm like, I I don't, I might even just like walk out. So like, it's brilliant that he sets the audience up that way. Oh yeah. You're scared. You see her and she's beautiful and she's pregnant and you're like, damn it. When you realize, cause I didn't know, I didn't know going into it. It was the story of Sharon Tate. Oh, so I knew, I knew, I knew what was coming. 
Well, he intentionally kept it. He tried to keep it under wraps because people were trying to leak the script, if you remember yeah. that. And he really didn't want that. About it. so yeah, I, it's really important so that you I knew don't it know was, going I was, yeah. I knew it was coming, and I was like, motherfucker, like, I don't, I don't want to see that. Like, that would be, to yeah. me, it's like almost like, it'd almost be like watching like a, a real, like, death. Like, I wouldn't want to see that in entertainment. And then right. you watch, and then you watch what happens, and they, you know, they flip the tables. So then you're cheering for people still getting brutally murdered, yeah, yeah. but but you feel but good. It's merited. Yeah. But you feel good because it's you know these vicious murderers, and then I'm right. like, yeah, right. fuck yeah, that's awesome. But then he takes it back to like 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 him meeting Sharon Tate and getting invited up to her house, and then and then you go, oh my god, that woman really died. Like it really. Yeah. And it's like it's like that's to me like that's a genius thing yeah, that he, Tarantino did. He's so good, man. That you you yeah. you took the audience like on this this emotional thing where you don't want this thing to happen, but it really fucking happened. So whether you, yeah, whether you you fantasize about it or not, like it real it's so it's such a like I don't know. I thought that was ingenious, and I thought it was well. Brilliant. So you I know? had a a younger family member watch it with me, and I wasn't aware that they had never heard about the story so for them it was just this brutal fuck up oh, of God. these random people <laughs> i had to explain the whole thing we had to go into this whole bit and then it was understood and now i hope he goes and watches the movie again but for right. someone that doesn't know the story it really misses the mark for them oh yeah you have to know you <laughs> and have to know. it's the whole it's the whole point it's, what, it's the entire movie yeah what's cool about it like and i didn't know a lot of this stuff but i knew some of it like this is a lot of uh this is uh burt reynolds like real life so Burt Reynolds, oh, so Quint, Quentin Tarantino was named after a character that Burt Reynolds played on Gunsmoke, which was a Western in the 60s. Oh, and so oh, like, like the Leonardo. Character. Yeah, so a lot of yeah. a lot of like Steve McQueen, Clint Eastwood, Burt Reynolds, a lot of these guys started out doing episodic television in the 60s. And Clint Eastwood, I, I knew about more, but at Burt Reynolds, too, they were offered the chance to do spaghetti Westerns in Italy. And like mm. Clint, Clint Eastwood became an overnight star. He was on TV for like six years as like the third lead or the fourth lead. He does A Fistful of Dollars in Italy. It become it's supposed to be this like little low budget shit movie. Turns into an international hit. And that's what makes uh. Clint Eastwood. And Burt Reynolds did the same thing. So a lot of this movie is based on those real guys. But it's also like what could have happened if they you know, they end up being the guy that, like we were just talking about, it's like those actors that like 20 years later, you're like, whatever happened to that guy? Right. And they're they're playing like the judge on Law and Order for two minutes. So they're still working, but they never became like huge, huge stars. So like Tarantino, like I love all that, like Hollywood, like behind the scenes. And at the same time that's happening, you know, the real Charles Manson is like trying to get a record deal. And hanging yeah. out with with and trying and get hanging out with the Beach Boys and hanging out at an old movie you know like that was a film location the Spawn Ranch right. they, they mm-hmm. film westerns and that's where Charles Manson like there's, there's something about cult leaders that is like fucking fascinating to me of like if course, I was gonna pick another to line, if I was gonna pick yep. another line of work like I was just watching a little bit of that Waco <laughs> show oh, I but, started uh, it too it's like it, it's funny because I was talking to somebody it's like. The, the only thing with cults is like, like the cult leader is never like, listen, girls, whatever you do, do not sleep with the cult leader. Like yeah. that's how you, <laughs> you always know. That yeah, these why guys the are, fuck would he do that? Well, no, because it's like, because they're always, they're always telling you that they're like, this is good and you have to do this and we're creating like heaven on earth 
and this yeah, is going to be yeah. this, they're always they're always like they always have some secret knowledge which is why you're in a compound with them listening to them but this yeah. for some reason the secret knowledge always involves them with sleeping all with all of the women yeah, the, the secret con- knowledge is inside his penis. <laughs> so, like that, like that's how you know. Like I was like, if if you if anyone ever wants you to join a cult, like if they say, uh, listen, in this cult we don't we don't sleep with all the female members, then you're like, maybe this guy is a good guy. Maybe he's not a scumbag. Yeah, but because uh, all think the that's other- good advice. Has there yeah. ever been a female? Has there ever been a female cult leader? Good question. Uh, I, I wonder. Don't well, think so depends Wait. on what you depends on what you consider. So I, I I majored in religion, so I used to know a lot of this stuff. There were oh, there were a lot of movements like turn of the century. Um, yeah. A lot of them actually out of New York State. Like Mormonism started out of New York State. Uh, a lot mm. of these. So there was um, the, depending on whether you consider Christian Scientists a cult, which a lot of people do. Like that, there was a woman that started. She wrote a book and she became Mary Mary ba- Mary Baker Eddy was her name. So she was like okay. the, the guru of Christian Scientists. And there was also a lot of um, like uh, like a lot of a lot of like psychic mediums and that kind of stuff going on. Okay, so yeah, those, yeah, yeah. Those, that was all women. So they would have okay. like a, they would have like a circle of influence where they would literally like you've seen like in the movie where someone comes and sits at the table with them and they hold their hands and they're like right. I, I see your dead husband and he's happy. That you're doing okay, like that, there was a bunch of women doing, doing that. And then that. they would have to sleep with her because she's the cult leader. It was a lot. It was a lot of older women. It was not. <laughs> it was not. It was not like uh, it, this was like 50, 60 year old women. It wasn't like. <laughs> t- I'll t- tell you what. If right, if right now, uh, like a, a hot twenty four year old chick started a cult, I don't think she would have any trouble whatsoever. Oh yeah, I think it's like, coming. Recru- well, I was gonna say Twitch girls, Twitch uh, gamer streaming girls. <laughs> I mean, what, it, uh, what they, is they have? They have men donating thousands of dollars. To what, is on, what is what is it's only wild. Fans. Have you seen it? Wow, uh, only no. fans is porn, but Twitch is even weirder because they're not doing porn. They're just like talking to the guys. Oh, and, cool. Signing yeah. up. Can you imagine? Uh, it's, it's super like- easy. L- literally, you need a microphone like this and. Just look hot, and then you talk to, and then they pay you. It's unbelievable. I, I would do it if I was, if I was. So are girls like, are they girl. being provocative or anything? Or they're just having conversation. It's like a kind flirtatious. Of. It's not. Okay. It's not even like really like like no I'm nudity. In. Yeah, you I can't be naked up. on Twitch, so it's like you would get banned if you did anything. It's not. It's, Perfect. Yeah, well, you should it's, definitely do it. <laughs> I would do it. Can uh, you, so I look. Wait, I looked this up though. Anne Hamilton Byrne who just okay. died at the age of 98 uh, mm. last year, she was a female cult leader from Australia. And hey. she uh, said that she was the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. So um, that's cultish. Um, Does it say what her following was? Like, how Yeah, yeah. They were called the family. Um, oh, I know, I know she, about the family. She was the leader. Might, might be a different family, though. Um, it operated, for, it operated for more than 20 years. Uh, I can't see how many members. It looks Epic. like a, the pictures look like there's quite a, a lot bit. of them end up in California because that's where all the hippies go. Cool. Well, I'm down to start a cult. Yeah, you should. I think <laughs> yeah. I think the female the the female cult leader is coming. It's gonna be um uh, what did they call it a movement uh, a moment awesome that's can happening. You, it's can, more 2020 ish like that this decade. Um, maybe it's the decade of the female cult leader because I think. I think with these like Instagram girls and these these Twitch girls and the people donating money and OnlyFans, I mean it's mm-hmm. only going to continue. Uh, so, you know, time. yeah. I, I and I think these men would do anything you say. Could you imagine so. like Perfect. some girl? It's like 
it's OnlyFans, a girl stripping, and all of a sudden she just turns to the camera and is like, I want to talk to you about the end times. Yes. And every, and every guy's like, yes. That's what I'm talking about. And guy's like, yes. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah. everything. Like, what do you know? Like, what do, you, do you know what's going to yeah. happen? She's like, yes, I do know what's going to happen. Yeah. But first, I, hit, I hit, that, hit that $50 switch on the bottom of the right. yeah, Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Oh, uh, great. Love it. I'm stoked. Who we're yeah, going to have to like revisit. In like a year, we're going to have to revisit if there's like a, a rash of like I, I actually think we're honest. I think it, I'm not even kidding. I think I think there will maybe not cult, but there will be like there already is like like people like a, a hordes of men that follow these like kind of like online streamer girls and like they don't do anything for them, but they they profit. So like to me, yeah. there's a weird thing going on there. So maybe the next step would be like some sort of like, I don't know getting them to do something for her you know what i mean Amazing. that would be pretty cool build my home men right right and, and i you just have wear million. all white yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you have literally millions of people so like it's possible something would happen i don't know i, think. I mean let's do like, let's let's start a real estate cult i want to okay. we'll build we can build a house we start renting yeah stuff. i'm good i think that's great <laughs> yeah uh all right so do you have anything that you want to promote uh or plug or maybe your real I estate mean, business, your Instagram handle. I mean, yeah, sure. I can sell, we can buy, we can rent anywhere in the States. So, you know, hit a girl up. Also, we're working with, uh, so my team is called the Private Client Network and we teamed up with No Kid Hungry since oh, all nice. of this, all this started and, you know, you can donate on, it's on my Instagram bio right now. So Instagram.com slash Jordan Taylor now. Um, and all the proceeds go, go towards making sure kids are fed during this time, which is so nuts that so many are going without, you know, without school lunches and things. So mm-hmm. it's a really great foundation and I'm happy to be a part of it. So if you find it in your heart to donate a bit, then please do. That's amazing. Nice. No, that's you. really great. Yeah. And you, so, and you're doing live music shows too on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So every Thursday on that, on my Instagram live, um, next week we have, um, who we booked for sure paula deanda if you guys remember paula deanda she had uh, some great hits in the 2000s so she's coming right. by um we had I'll check it out yeah it's fun it's really nice and really wonderful music we had there's this guy that um dr elvis he went viral since all this happened he's a he's a spinal surgeon who oh, put wow. out like a, a lennon imagine cover and just took off so we had him on the show last week Girls love him, obviously. <laughs> um, but he also just put out an EP and 100% of proceeds are going towards COVID, um, just figuring out things with COVID and just getting supplies to hospitals and things. That's nice. so nice. That's great. I, yeah. I am definitely, yeah. I just gave you a follow because that sounds like a fun weekly thing you do. Ah, over there. Thanks, Alex. I appreciate yeah, it. Of course. And, uh, you know, all everyone listening, you should too. We'll link everything in the descriptions. Um, check us out on YouTube, by the way. We're up on YouTube now. Or Spotify or iTunes, whatever you want. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. I don't really have much else to promote since we're not doing stand-up anymore. But we'll let you guys all know when the cult is ready for your yes for you for you to sacrifice your life to. <laughs> yes. And um, I'm I'll hook pro- you up with the audio equipment. We'll figure that out. Uh, Peter, Peter Palooza 2020 is uh, May 17th. <laughs> You're going to be sitting in a park by yourself. It's right across from Jefferson Park in East Harlem. If you're listening to this, you're invited. If you want to (laughs) bring... If you're listening to this, what are you... You're opening yourself up there. Tell me. me, Just let me... I just need a head count because my dad has his guy make uh, Italian sausage. So my dad has to know how many pounds of sausage to get. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I fly in the 18th. I'm pissed. 
Oh man. Well, listen, COVID may COVID may save your ass because we may have to reschedule to May thirty first if uh, depending on how much time we have. Uh, but we'll see. No, literally, my dad like in years past would be like. How- how many Last pounds? year was amazing. To be honest, yeah, he with you, the a, food was really good. He ordered <laughs> like yeah. f- like fifty pounds of Italian sausage from his guy, but uh, and we there was nothing left at the end either. But uh, yeah. no, I know like, I like I like I like a daytime party, and I like like I like people getting together and being outside, like in barbecuing. Same. It so was really nice. That's what I'm saying. It's like I, I I just can't imagine that we're not gonna do that. So I'm yeah. keeping. I'm I'm hopeful that. We are, and I'm glad that we met at a random dive bar in East Harlem. That one open mic. I'm so happy about that. Right before, that right before the world came to an end. But thank you so much <laughs> for doing it. this. I uh, appreciate yeah. you coming on. And, thank uh, you guys. Thanks for putting yourself through the labyrinth. I am. Um, <laughs> like means I a said, I enjoyed me. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank so. you guys, and I'm, I'm. I appreciate being on. It was fun. Yeah, it's a great, uh, great pass of an hour and a half. So thank you. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next All time. Right. Bye. Bye, guys. All right, guys. Adios. Bye.